Amen. Hallelujah. You may be seated. Hallelujah. We worship God. Hallelujah. He's so worthy. Amen. 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 He's what we need in, in every moment. And I just give honor to God who is the head of my life. Amen. I give honor to the bishop and first lady Watts. Amen. For having me in this house and to all the deacons, elders, ministers, and friends. Thank you for allowing me to be with you. Amen. I won't be before you long, but there is a word from the Lord. Amen. And I believe that God is able. Amen. We sing it all the time, but it's one thing when you sing about it. It's another thing when it begins to manifest in your life. That no matter what you're facing today, that there is an exit that God has provided for you. Amen. And I know it's youth day. Where's my youth? Make some noise. Woo! You guys did an amazing job. Amen. I see this little one back here dancing at me. You better dance, lady. <laughs> and so I just came to be with the youth on this morning, and I, I like to have fun. So I have a little prize I want to give away before I get started. Amen. My youth, y'all ready? Yep, my youth, y'all ready? Say I'm ready. All right. Y'all sound a little ready. All right. So the first person that can raise their hand and tell me the name of the three Hebrew boys will get a prize. Dun-dun, dun-dun, dun-dun. Dun -dun 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 All right, come on down. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Let's give her a hand. All right. Come on down and get your gift card. Amen. That you can buy yourself something for this school year, some Dunkin' or something. God bless you. What's your name? Bailey. Bailey. Let's give it up for Bailey. All right. Awesome. Awesome, Bailey. Now, Bailey, I'm going to call you back up to help me preach, okay? Just kidding. Amen. Amen. So let's get into the word this morning. Amen. Let's turn our, our Bible to a very familiar passage. Amen. Daniel chapter 3. Amen. Amen. We're going to talk about what I like to call the fire boys this morning. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Amen. We know that we've had a hot summer, amen. If anybody's been running into the AC this summer, amen, going away from the heat. And in the summer, you know, oftentimes we like to, you know, go to the pool to refresh ourselves. We like to stay inside, amen. I travel a lot for work, and in the, in the car, if the AC isn't working, it's a problem, amen. And so, you know, the heat in the natural is one thing we, all, we often run from, amen. It's like if I was to offer you young people, if I was to offer you a hot slice of cheese pizza, right? And I was to say, are you going to eat it or are you going to wait before you eat it? What would you do? What? You would eat it and burn your tongue? Well, well me, I would wait a little minute, right? And also, it's like if I asked you, hey, on a hot summer day, it's 98 degrees outside. Would you come in a room with me? I'm going to turn off the AC. I'm going to turn off the fans. And I want you to listen to me for 10 hours speak. Y'all like, Miss Keisha, you crazy, right? And the same way that we think about the heat and the same way we run from the heat is the same way when God places us in heated situations, we often run from the thing that makes us uncomfortable, right? Because we're not used to the temperature, amen? We like things at a certain degrees. In my house, I like it between 65 and 70. Anything above, amen, I got a witness. Anything above that is too hot. Anything below, it's, it's a little too cold. So we like things to be comfortable, right? And we're going to look at the 
the fire boys today because they, they did not run from the heat. They ran into the heat. And I believe as you prepare to go back to school that there's some heated situations you're going to have to come into contact with. But God wants you to know today that he's with you. And not only is he with you, he's willing to go through it with you. Amen. So Daniel 3, amen. We're going to go to verse 15. I'm sure most of you adults can quote it, amen, with your eyes closed, amen. We're going to read it. So this is just setting the scene. King Nebuchadnezzar has made a, a golden statue, and everyone, he has commanded everyone to bow down to this statue. And here we are with the fire boys, all right? So verse 15 says, I will give you one more chance to bow down and worship the statue I have made when you hear the sound of the musical instruments. And I'm reading from the NLT, amen? <laughs> But if you refuse, you will be thrown immediately into the blazing furnace. And then what God will be able to rescue you from my power? Verse 16 says, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego replied, O Nebuchadnezzar, we do not need to defend ourselves before you. If we are thrown into the blazing furnace, the God from whom we serve is able to save us. He us from your power. Anybody need the rescuing this morning? Your majesty, it says, but even if he doesn't, huh, that's the part that always gets me, right? Even if you don't come through, God, we want to make it clear to you, your majesty, that we will never serve your gods or worship the gold statue you have set up. Amen. This is the word of the Lord. Hallelujah. And what we see here is Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they took a stance not to bow and not to give in, right? They were bowing to, an, and they were refusing to bow to an image of gold and a statue as an idol. But our idols today, they, they're not really the statue of gold, but they look like Facebook, they look like Instagram and Snapchat and, and Power and Insecure and Loving Hip Hop and Beyonce and Nicki Minaj, and I didn't hit your roll yet, and love and money and all of these things that sometimes take our attention from what God is calling us to, to do. Amen. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they knew, amen, they knew that God was their rescuer and the God who not just keeps them from the harm, but the one who walks through the harm with you. Amen. A lot of times we don't want to go through what we have to go through, but God is not only just the one that takes us out, but he'll get in with us. Amen. And when we look at the furnace, what it symbolizes, you know, a lot of times we pray away our furnace or we pray away our heated situation because of our fear, right? We pray away the uncomfortable situation that will really grow and strengthen us, amen? Because we're too afraid of the pain that we think it will cause. But the truth is that the furnace is less about the heat and more about what happens in the heat, amen? It's a place of transformation and transition and it's a place where we change our prayers to God, keep me from the heat. To God, keep me while I'm in the heat. Amen? Hallelujah. And what we're going to do today is just examine a couple lessons, amen, from the fire boys, amen, that God gave me as I was studying this passage. Amen. The first lesson is stop defending and let God demonstrate. Amen. A lot of times we like to defend things and it's easy to retaliate nowadays, you know, but it's easier to rest in God. It's not always easy to rest in God, but it's the thing that God has called us to do. And they made a conscious decision that they 
they would rather spend time executing God's plan than explaining God's plan. Amen? They knew that the manifestation of who God is was their defense and not their mouth. In this season, you'll need to, you don't need to convince others of what God is trying to do in your life and that he is who he said he is and that he will show up. Let the manifestation of God speak for itself in your life. Your faith in God must trample the unbelief of others. There will always be those who don't believe what God is doing in your life, but your, your, your posture in this season must to be, I will remain focused and I will stand firm. Amen? I've learned that when, when you try to prove yourself to people who consider you to be unprovable, it makes things only worse. Our generation, we love to prove the haters wrong, amen? But if we just focus on producing what God said, we'll see the promise whether a hater said or didn't say it would happen or not. Can I get an amen on that? (laughs) The day has come for us to relinquish our defense. On the basketball court, I used to play basketball. Anybody basketball players in here? All right. Bishop, you got to start a team soon. I used to play when I was in middle school. I know I'm only about four feet, but listen, I used to play. And so in basketball, the goal is, right, you have someone playing offense and someone playing defense, right? Y'all follow me? We know Golden State did a good job at one of those this year. Amen. But on the basketball court, the goal is when you play defense is the focus on your opponent, right? What they're carrying where they're going, how they're moving. Your only goal when you play defense is to do what? Stop them from scoring, right? And so when you're trying to, if you're, you're trying to block something from scoring, right, it's almost like the similar in, in the, the natural realm where we're trying to block fear from scoring or we're trying to block pain from scoring or block shame or guilt or anger from scoring. And we're so focused on trying to not let the opponent score that we're not focused on the goal that all God has already set. Amen. And God revealed to me, and and just as we play defense in the natural, God revealed to me that a lot of us are becoming exhausted because we're trying to defend something that God doesn't want us to defend. He's just trying to demonstrate. He doesn't need you to get in the way of it. He just needs you to turn around and focus on the goal. Because when I'm playing defense, I can't see the goal behind me because I'm too busy focused on what the enemy is doing and what this one said about me and young people, what they're spreading about me and what they're saying I'll never do. But all I do is turn around and there's God calling me forth. He's calling me towards him. I'm moving towards him and when I move towards him the more I move towards him I don't have time to play defense any longer because I'm focused on where I'm going I just want to encourage you young people that you got to stay focused on where you're going there will always be people that try to get you to turn around and defend what you're doing but all you got to tell them in this season is I'm letting God demonstrate I'm letting God do what I know he can do because he's able to see me through he's able to give me a scholarship he's able to provide that house for me. He's able to get me into school. He's able to get me a job. I know you don't think so, but my God is able. And that's all you got to say in this season is my God is able. Amen. Is he able today? Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. God does not want us to become exhausted. Amen. The three Hebrew boys understood. They couldn't spend time defending something. They had to stay focused on the demonstration. I don't need to defend my decision to trust God. He defends me. God is the great defender this morning, and he's coming to defend you this morning. You've been wrestling. You've been going back and forth. Some of you, maybe you've had decisions you needed to make. You've been trying to prove to other people that you are who God has called you to be. But God says today, I am your defender. If you just obey me, if you just do what I've called you to do, I will make a way for you. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The enemy wants you to focus on what you think he's doing, that you lose focus on what God is really doing. If I think it's always the enemy, the enemy just calls me to have some pain this morning. The enemy just calls me to be dehydrated. The enemy, the enemy, the enemy. And a lot of times we give the enemy so much credit, but God is saying, if you just focus on me, daughter, if you just focus on me, son, if you're just obedient in the moment, you don't have to focus on what I think he's doing. I I think the enemy's trying to block me, but it doesn't matter because I'm focused on the goal. I, I think the enemy's trying to prevent me from getting this degree, but I'm focused on the goal. We can't be, the Bible says double-mindedness, right? It's not of God, and it causes us to be so unstable, and it's almost like being cross-eyed in the spirit. You can't be cross-eyed in the spirit in this season. You can't look at what God is doing and what the enemy's doing. My eyes can only choose to go one way or the other, and God is saying today, let him be your defender. Let him demonstrate in your life. Hallelujah. The second point that I learned from these fire boys is that your sacrifice will speak volume in this season. Amen. Their faith in God was so deep, they were willing to die for it. Their excuses were willing to die. Their fear, their perception of others was willing to die. When is the last time you've died? When's the last time your excuses have died? Paul says we ought to die daily. We ought to give up ourselves daily. We ought to put those fears, those reasons why you can't go back to school, those reasons why you can't finish your test, those reasons why you can't do what, right? We ought to die. Let those excuses die and let your sacrifice be your your obedience. Amen? Hallelujah. You are only as strong as your last sacrifice. Your ability to tell God that what he wants is bigger than what you want. Amen? God will always favor the surrendered man. The ability to give up your cravings and switch to a surrendered appetite. The refusal, they refused to bow to what everybody else was doing. Amen? Because everybody else was doing it didn't mean they had to do it, young people. Amen? You're going to face a lot of situations this semester and this year where everyone else is going to be going to the party. Everyone else is going to be skipping school. But God wants to know, can he trust you to stand in the midst of those situations? And he will always reward you, whether it's now or later. But it's the point is that no matter if anyone acknowledges it, he acknowledges it. Amen? Hallelujah. You know, God wants to know if he can trust us today. It's one thing to trust God, but it's another thing for God to trust us. Can God trust you not to bow this week, to rely on his strength this week, to say no matter what happens, I will not let my flesh triumph over my faith. Amen? When everybody else is doubting that God will come through this week, will you still believe? Will you still stand on his word? Hallelujah. God is wanting us to stand on his word 
word today, amen. He's causing us to be a, a surrendered people, amen. Hallelujah. They were not thrown in the furnace because of what they were doing wrong, but rather they were thrown in the furnace for what they're doing right, amen, in God's sight. When God calls you to another level, it will always require another level of sacrifice, not to punish you, but to prepare you. If you say today, I'm being prepared, this, this furnace that I'm in, this tight situation that I'm in, where people are saying what they have to say, where there's doubt and fear, I'm in this for a reason, because God is preparing me for my next place. Amen? Is anybody being prepared in this season? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Your decision not to bow to the normal, right, will always bring confrontation. Everyone questions the one who goes to the left when everyone goes to the right, but no one questions the one that goes to the right when everyone goes to the right. God is looking for you to stand out in this season and, and to be okay with standing for him and saying, I will not bow this week. I will not cuss this week. I will not be the one like my generation who's posting videos and going viral based off of foolishness. I'll post a scripture on Snapchat and say, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? I'll post on Instagram what the Lord, I'll post a clip from this week's service and share it with my friends and say, you want to come to church with me next week? I will not bow to saying the status quo, to saying that popularity is based off of likes and based off of these, you know, these illusions that are created on social media. My validity, my validity comes from Holy Spirit. Amen? Your validity doesn't come from how many likes you get and how many views and whether you went viral. You've already went viral in the kingdom of God because I serve a viral God. Let's make him go viral and not us. Amen? Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. The other thing about sacrifice is your sacrifice causes you to be or gives you an opportunity to be a reflection of Christ. Our prayer is always, God, make us like you, God. Allow us to reflect who you are. But then it's quiet when we have to go through the sufferings that will allow us to be a reflection, right? In order to be a reflection, we must be face to face with something that will allow us to reflect. What you are willing to sacrifice will show if you are a reflection or simply a shadow. God gave me a revelation. He said that reflections, when I stand in front of something, right, I see the reflection. I see details. I see facial features. I see my eyes. But a shadow, if I was to stand back and see my shadow, I only see an outline. And God revealed to me the difference between a shadow and a reflection is that when you see the reflection, it's reflecting the heart of God. It's reflecting the character of God. But if you're a shadow, you just have a form of godliness. So I come here and I raise my hands and I shout, but I go back out the door and I don't show the character, the love, the forgiveness of God. And God needs us to be reflecting of him. But the only way to reflect him is to look what's opposing you in the eye and be a reflection. God is waiting for some of you to be reflections this morning. Don't be a shadow when you go back out. Don't fall. Don't give in. Don't cave in. Don't just say, I'm going to pretend like I like my sister and say, hey, but I'm really like, I don't know why she got that on. I don't know what she thought. But see, that's a shadow. 
right? But a reflection is, how are you, sis? How are you? I love you with the love of Christ. And, and mean it. That's the thing. We got to say stuff and mean it. We be saying stuff and we don't be meaning it. And God is like, in this hour, in order to be a reflection, I need you to have my heart. The three Hebrew boys, they had his heart. They knew that whether God was able to rescue them or not, they were still going to go through with it. I'm still going to be nice to you when you slander my name. I'm still going to come up to you and greet you when you spread things about me. I'm still going to bless you and give you food and do you, like the scripture that you read this morning. Do you, do you need anything? Do you need a backpack? Even though I don't have what I need, I'm going to give to you because he's the one that's trying to get my heart right. He's the one that's trying to check my motive. It's not about you. It's not about me. It's about me and him and you and him. Amen. Hallelujah. And a lot of times we come and, in service and, and, and we're, we're sitting and we're praising God and worshiping God and we're, we act like we're doing God a favor. Like, God, I came here today. I could have been at home, God. It was raining. Like, I could have been at home watching my show. And I came in here and we act like we're doing God a favor by coming in here, right? And he's like, well, I was trying to get, get you know, I was trying to get a word to you when you were standing up for praise and worship, but you, you sat down so quickly. I was, I was trying to minister to you when they were singing about the kids that they had this exuberant joy up here singing about the joyness of God and but you chose to focus on the bill that's due you you chose to focus on the money that you need you you chose to focus on school starting next week and I don't have everything for my child God is saying today just be a reflection just let me reflect in you just trust me today because it's about relationship. When we talk about sacrifice, it's bigger than what we're sacrificing. It's more about the heart and the motive of why we sacrifice it. I have a problem with coffee, praise God. I'm being delivered. And God had me on a fast and told me to relinquish the coffee for a week. I said, God, you wasn't talking to me. Like, you could say chicken, waffles, but you said coffee, praise God. So, you know, I had to drive by Duncan every day, Bishop. It's just right there on my way to work, just sitting there, right? They had a nerve to have a special the other day. It was a, a free coffee. I'm, so I, I went ahead with the fast. I did it. Praise God. Mm, hallelujah. So I did it. I went, I went ahead. You know, I denied myself of this coffee. And by the end of the week, well, the, the second day was a little rough. The third day got a little momentum. The fourth day was, I was feeling strong. And just before the fast was up, my coworkers brought in coffee. I said, this that's a spirit. And so what I had to realize was God was, it was like he was putting the coffee in front of me to see if I'll be a reflection or if I'll be a shadow. Because see, no one would know that I drunk some coffee. I mean, I have accountability partners, but I, I don't have to tell them. That's how we be, you know. We have to let people think that we're fasting, that we're doing this sacrifice. But God is saying, it's about your heart. I know that you snuck, like, you, you know, this much coffee. That, that don't, you don't get no credit for that. Like, let's start over again. And so what I had to learn was it's about my heart in this season. It's about my motive. He's going to let me get back but just in the meantime, I got to deny my flesh. I got to die daily because the flesh will always walk you into situations that God's calling you to walk out of, right? The three Hebrew boys, their flesh could have said, that's a little hot. It's seven times hotter in the furnace. God, I think if I just bow, God will forgive me. That's how we do, right? If I just give in this one time, God will forgive me. And God's like, 
I will forgive you, but I'm really trying to get your heart to be right in this season. I'm really trying to get you to understand that what you're doing now is preparing the way for your future. Hallelujah. And so my final point, amen, is that the furnace connects to your future. Your furnace experience is producing the freedom that someone needs. The people, they were crowded around in amazement that the three Hebrew boys were in this fire and they didn't get burned. Wow. God will always get the glory out of you choosing not to bow. Choose not to bow. When others see that it was only God that could have done that, they will want to know who is this God you serve? Who is this God that paid your bills? Who is this God that provided for you? They will see the manifestation in our lives and ask what must I do to be saved? Because that's, that's what we're about, right? Your mission statement, we're about evangelism. We're about seeing souls come to Christ. But if, you don't, if you're not willing to go through this fire experience or this furnace experience, how can they see that God manifested? How can they see that the same God that you said that would bring you out will actually bring you out? The same God where my account was in negative has now overflowed to thousands. He's the same God. Hallelujah. But he's got to trust us in the furnace. The three Hebrew boys, they stood and looked at the furnace. If that was some of us, I know we'd be like, well, I'm sure there's an exit here. I'm sure the Lord is not calling me to step into the furnace. Amen. I don't have a fireproof vest, praise God. But the three Hebrew boys, they looked at the fire and they went to it with courage. And God's saying today, can you stand in the face of your furnace, your difficult situation, the peer pressure that you'll face this year and say, God, you're going to be with me through it all. You're not just going to always be the God that takes me from it, but I'm go I'm, you're going to be the God that, asks me, that, that wants to trust me in the middle of it. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And because of their obedience they were promoted. Verse 30 says that King Nebuchadnezzar, he promoted them to even higher positions. Amen. Because of their commitments to the call over their convenience in that moment, they were promoted. It's the faith that you show in the middle of a hard situation that will move God. Where God is taking you next will require you to make a decision not to bow to the circumstances around you. Amen. And in my conclusion, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they're not heroes because they didn't get burned. <laughs> They're heroes because they made up in their mind that even if I get burned, to God be the glory. And you just got to look at your situation and say, to God be the glory. Grab hold of your faith today. Re-examine your resolve not to bow. Believe that God is even able to deliver you. And even if he doesn't, walk into your furnace. Walk into your furnace this morning. God is not looking, God is looking for an unashamed people. People with a willing heart that says, I will follow you regardless, even to the ends of the earth. What is going on in your life right now that you're trying not to bow? You're trying to stand. You're trying to stand firm. Whatever it is that's going on around you, God wants to know he's your rescuer today. He's your deliverer today. He's the one that's coming to hold your hand today. Can God trust you to be tried in the fire? Can God trust?
wants you to be tried in the fire. I believe that there's some fire work walkers in the room. I believe there's some people that just going to walk around in the fire that though he slay me yet will I trust that it's hot in here right now, that it's pressure right now, but I'm going to trust that the God I serve is going to show up in the midst of my situation. I will not bow. I will not give in to what things used to say to me, to what they're saying about me, to my situation around me. I will not bow to sickness. I will not bow to cancer. I will not bow to F's during the semester. I will know that God is on his way. I see him riding on his way. And he's saying today, daughter, son, child, will you trust me in the fire? I know that you're hot. I know it's uncomfortable. I know you've begged God to take you out, but God says, I'm not going to take you out because I'm trusting you to go through it. Hallelujah. And we give you glory, God. We honor you this morning because we know that you are the God that will take us through the fire. Be encouraged today and know that he's your rescuer. And even if he doesn't do it, he's still able. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus.